Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito. Let's go ahead and jump into this. Welcome to 2021, y'all. How's it going? I hope everyone had a great, blessed holiday season, a happy new year, a safe new year. I hope you and your family are all safe. Um... Crazy times, right? Just when we thought 2021 might be the year with the vaccine, with hope, a new hope like Star Wars in 1977, we had a basic insurrection at our capital, right? Um, they were counting the electoral votes. That that's, that's what their job was for that day. Our president and commander-in-chief called upon his followers to protest and in that did not also call upon the National Guard or law enforcement or any of that. And I know I've been trying to stay away from politics, but people, this crap is crazy. I'm going to tell you, my family, um, largely, the one side is based here in America, primarily, right, Scott Irish side, um, right, immigrants from way back when. The other side is South American Peruvian, and being having those those two sides, um, I expect this kind of crap in Peru, um, and not so much anymore. When I was younger, it, it was, you know, big kidnappings and and places getting blown up that's that was just normal growing up and going down to peru i expected things to be kind of off the hook it's not what what you expect here in the united states of freaking america right so i'm gonna be kind of ranting today but also talking about something that uh plays in something i had to learn in prison and something i've had to continue to learn and continue to wrap my head around And it frustrates me at times, um, but at the same time, it's something I thought we would talk about in today's podcast. So, we're going to talk about how repetition um, makes things real, right? Um, And I'm going to say something about uh, myself. I... I've told little white lies in the past, right? Uh, I'm not going to lie, right? I've told big lies too, but but sometimes you'll tell a white lie and it becomes trivial. It's it's small, so it's not a big deal, right? Right? It's not a big deal if it's a small lie, right? But then you tell it once, you tell it twice, you tell it 10 times because it's no big deal and it kind of makes you sound better or look better, whatever, right? And you eventually get to a point, maybe after weeks, months, maybe years, where you you catch yourself still telling it, and you start to even question: Is it a lie, or did I really do that? You know, did I really save that bride to be from that burning car wreck way back in the day? You know, did I really do that? 
And the answer is probably not. I mean, we, we sit here and we get caught up in our own little lies and, and we start to believe them. So with that groundwork being laid, kind of what I'm going to be talking about for the next 10, 15 minutes, um, I want you guys to think about how we as human beings and we, you guys, if you listen to these podcasts, you'll know I say this a lot. We're, we're kind of like animals, right? Oh, we are animals, not kind of. We're, we're, we're animals, right? We're just higher up on the food chain and we consider ourselves to be all top dog and all this stuff. When the reality is there's probably some animal out there that's a lot bigger and smarter and faster and everything than us. We just <clears throat> haven't seen them yet, right? Um... My point is this, uh, repetition, repetition, repetition um, makes things real. And when I say that, let's look at the craziness going on, right? Um, there's, I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm, my, my mind is bouncing all over the place, even though I definitely have a topic I want to stick on. But with all the conspiracy theories and everything, and I'll talk about uh, President-elect Biden, right? I've seen a slew <clears throat> of postings um, where people say he's a pedophile, right? Now, regardless of what you think, just listen to what I'm saying right now. They keep pushing that out. And I have friends, <clears throat> friends that I consider close, Um that propagate this, right? They, they, they push that out. They repost it. They retweet it. They re-whatever, right? They share it over and over again. And it's not based on anything. Like, if someone went to court and got convicted of something to do with pedophilia, you know, sexual assault, molestation, something like that, then, yeah, you say they're a pedophile. I don't know about you guys, um, and I got plenty of issues with Joe Biden. Don't ever think that I'm a Trump basher and I just vote Democrat every year. I do not, not at all. I'm going to vote for whoever I think is the best choice out of what's out there. Period. That's it. <clears throat> Biden, I think is way too old. I think he's too old to be president. I, that's just my thought. I think we need young blood everywhere in politics because how else do you relate to the people that are out actually doing the most work and need the most help. But anyway, back to reality here. So I have yet to see one charge against Biden in regards to anything to do with pedophilia. Yet people are like, hands down, they post pictures, which, which you, unless you're looking at the context of those pictures, right? When were they taken? What was going on? Is it a family member? Is it someone else's kid? Is it whatever, right? But also, it's just like the catfish pictures that the fat guy or the fat girl takes a picture at an angle and it makes them look good. And then when you see them, they're, they're not good. That's the same with all this stuff, yet we're so quick because we see it 38 times. Now it's real. It's true, right? <clears throat> Sorry, I have my email going off in the background. I totally apologize for that. Um, so anyway, we have repetition makes people believe things. And so this article that I'm going to be kind of using as a, as a foundation to this discussion uh, is out of this Real Leaders. It's like a little periodical magazine. 
and it, it's basically saying repetition makes it true repetition makes it true do you believe me now right now the foundation of this is people push things out over and over again and it's kind of like propaganda back in vietnam war they broadcast stuff on the radio and world war ii and all this because they feel like if they tell you it enough times you start believing it right so what happened at the people's house right the other day uh with basically insurgents coming in armed people um for whatever reason, they didn't have security up, even though the president was telling people to come down. They put no security up. So they basically said these people aren't a threat. Black Lives Matter, they were a threat. They had to put stuff up, right? <clears throat> these armed militia people were not a threat. And they ended up breaking police lines, making the police run for their safety. This is in our capital, people. Tell me this isn't scary. This is the crap that happens in third world countries when the government's about to get toppled by some guy who has control over the military or something. This is like crazy talk, right? So they push through. People end up dying. They shut down the government. Literally, they had to evacuate the vice president. They went into people's offices. They stole things. They broke things. Yet, you're not seeing a thousand people getting arrested. Matter of fact, there's pictures of police officers posing for selfies with these people. Which only adds fuel to the fire on the other side about police brutality, excessive use of force, white privilege, and everything else. And you, and you ask why people protest, specifically Black Lives Matter. There you go. You're doing it like nowadays is Big Brother people. There's cameras everywhere. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's cameras everywhere. So you're being seen, right? Someone's going to videotape you, do something. So anyway, back to this theory. And um, so there's there's the lazy brain, right? Which the lazy brain kind of theory is that we we would rather just hear something and accept it than have to challenge it. And you guys have heard in my other podcasts, I use the word challenge a lot. I'm a big believer <clears throat> in challenging things, in challenging things in the sense, not that you want to fight people and stuff like that, but <clears throat> if you hear something, you want to verify, right? You want to research and verify it. And yeah, when you hear something that coincides with a belief you have or something you want to be true, you're going to have a, a tendency to just take it. And that's the lazy brain, <clears throat> right? You like Trump. You don't like Biden. I tell you 10 times in a row, Biden's a pedophile. Hey, I agree with you. Biden's a pedophile because it helps keep the person I like in office. That's a simple version. <clears throat> now. Now, I'm going to throw you behind the wall in prison. People manipulate the crap out of people, including the guards, right? To, to gain people's trust or to make someone stop trusting someone or to incite things. I'll, I'll give you a, a story. So I was a captain's clerk. I worked in, in the office with the sergeant, lieutenant, captain, 
associate warden, all that, right? And I basically was a, a clerk. I typed crap up, right? But I was a captain's clerk. So every once in a while, um, for whatever reason, someone would be going to the hole, they got into a fight or whatever, and the staff would be trying to get information out of them, and maybe they're not getting it, maybe they are, maybe they're not getting the information they want, whatever. We're not behind those closed doors. But, and this is a true story, I'll never forget, black dude comes in, he was in a fight, they put they put him in the dummy box, which is a cage they stand up in and lock the door. You can't really sit down. It's not big enough to like curl up on the floor, so you have to stand, and basically they let you sit in there forever, and that's why they call it the dummy box. You do something stupid, you end up in the dummy box, right? So he's in the dummy box. <clears throat> the sergeant comes out, says something to him, and he's because now he's in front of us, mind you. There's other inmates there. He starts going off, oh, fuck you, and this, that, and the other thing, right? And the sergeant's like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, the, you're going to say that to me? Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? You're a tough guy. And we're just like, yeah, same old crap. You know, the sergeant's tough because, you know, if the dude does anything, he's going to, you know, get a new case and everything else. This dude's got to keep up his appearance, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then the, they, they had these uh, one, and I might be forgetting the, the actual code on it. I want to say they were 114 A's. I think that's the the paperwork side. But it's a confidential form that we don't get to see. So I would type up lockup orders for guys going to the hole, uh, which is a, a 114 D, uh, which is a basic few sentences, a summary saying you got into a fight with so-and-so and you're, you're being sent to administrative segregation, pending investigation, blah, 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 blah. You will go to the ICC, the Institutional um, Classification Committee, uh, you know, within two weeks, whatever, right? I type it up real quick. When they actually make the folder that goes to ADSEG, it includes a confidential form that kind of talks about did they tell on someone, do they already have information about the case, like all that kind of junk, right? So after this uh, situation between the two of them going back and forth, uh, Sergeant's like, <clears throat> hey, I need you to run this copy real quick. He gives me a piece of paper. When I go to the copy machine, what's sitting on the copy machine? This guy's 114A. And he's a snitch. <laughs> Documented snitch and gang member, right? Me being, you know, a convict... Um, yeah, I got to get that out so people know. So I make a copy of that 114A. Now, mind you, I could go to the hole if I'm caught with this thing, right? This is confidential information. I'm not supposed to have it, all that. So I make my copy. This guy was Kumi415. Kumi's uh, Swahili for nine, which 415 added up is nine. Yeah, I know a little bit about gang shit. So he's a Kumi cat, which is a Bay Area you know, Oakland, San Francisco gang, right? <clears throat> and um, so I go out to the shot caller for the for the Kumis on the yard. Um, we go over to the little bathroom, and it's not like a bathroom closed off. It's literally like some cinder blocks with a toilet and a urinal, right? But we go over there. He has one of his people's standpoint. I got one of my people's standpoint. We go in there like we're taking a piss, which we would never do, except I'm a other. He's black. Uh, we can get away with it because I'm a other. But if I was white or something, I would not be able to be in there with him at the same time. And technically, I'm not supposed to be in there with him anyway. But everyone knew I was doing my, my, my thing, right? 
So I give him the the copy. He looks at it, reads it, rips it up, flushes it down the toilet. And then he gave me like an eighth of weed later, you know, for the information, which I gave to someone else because I didn't smoke weed. But <clears throat> the point of this is the manipulation of, of truths. And that was a truth, but at the same time, if that sergeant wrote that down and it wasn't true, I can't say what, if anything, happened to this dude later on. But best believe, like, that information was out there and that dude wasn't any good anymore, right? The other thing is correctional officers would put stuff out there to instigate things or to try to find things out. And and uh, one of the things that happened over and over again while I was incarcerated was uh, the CCPOA, the California Correctional Officers Police or Peace Officers Association, right? Um, so they'd have this bucket of money that, you know, was allocated to, to officers, payroll and all that stuff. And it was a running joke that at the end of the year, they had to use up the money so they would lose a bullet. And I'm not joking. They would lose a bullet every year at the end of the year and then do a big search and go tear everything up because everyone would get overtime because they all got to come in and work and do all this stuff, right? <clears throat> I 100% would bet $10,000 that that was all fake every year. You know what I mean? But the whole thing is, is to the bean counters and stuff, the lazy brain, they're just going to accept that because that's what happens. They do this. They want to make sure they have all their stuff. And, oh, my God, in, in the armory, we're down one bullet or two tacks or whatever. And so it happens. So it becomes this whole thing. But out here with politics, you you have a president who before the election said, if I lose, it's rigged. That in and of itself if you didn't know the guy and, and someone told you, man, I'm going out for prom king. If I lose, it's rigged. You'd be like, yeah, you're just stupid. What are you talking about? Why was it when the president of the United States said that, his base, his supporters, and if you're one of them, please feel free to drop a comment, shoot me a message. Like, let's talk. I'll get you on. We'll do a podcast together. We can talk about it. I am not a poli-sci person. I'm not. I'm not a 100% Democrat or Republican. I am just someone who doesn't like bullshit. And if you're going to be dumb, do that in the closet. When you're out there representing the American people, at least have some class and professionalism about yourself, right? So anyway, he basically said, I'm telling you, if I don't win, I'm going to make, I'm going to make issue. So let me run through this. They only challenged where he lost. In the big states where he lost. Think about it. If there was voter fraud, why didn't they challenge everything, right? Once again, they keep repeating, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. They did these things in these states over and over again. And the people went lazy brain on it. Lazy brain. I'm not going to challenge what they're telling me. Why? Because I like this dude. So I'm going to accept it blindly. I'm going to have a 100% lazy brain on this, right? Um, The scary thing is, in those same states, Republicans won too. You know? Congress, Senate, they won. So 
how come that wasn't a challenge? Like, hey, maybe we didn't win. Was that rigged too? Or was it just the presidency, right? I mean, I think these are all valid questions, right? So another piece of this is confirmation bias, right? And I'm sure most of you have heard of it, might not remember what it means. Confirmation bias basically means when you receive information, you receive it in the form of it's backing my beliefs. You know, you're, you're biased, right? So I don't think I'm always right. Um, but my position at work, when I say things, a lot of times people just go, yeah, well, that's got to be right. And I'm like, no, but I want you to challenge it because I want to make sure it's right too. Like, I really want, like, yeah, this is what I want to do, but what do you want to do? Does what I want to do make sense? And if it doesn't, why doesn't it? Let's, let's figure it out together, right? But so many times, because I'm a very A personality, alpha male, whatever you want to call it, people back up off of it, which I don't like. And so I've been trying to always kind of be the change up my demeanor, I guess. But confirmation bias, like, <clears throat> I watch a lot of CNN, which is obviously anti, like, Trump. And I won't necessarily say they're anti-Republican, but, yeah, they definitely have a bias, right? Whereas I am open to anything. So a lot of times if I'm seeing something really hard-pressed to one side on CNN, I'll go watch Fox News. Because now I know I'm going to get the complete other side of it. And then I usually fall somewhere in between the two, right? Because I think both of them have truths. Uh, It's just that they're giving their side of the truth, right? So with all all this politics and stuff going on, um, I think we have a lot of people in our country that are leaning on their confirmation bias and their lazy brain. They just want to be right. And it is literally costing lives. I mean, from the kid that shot people in in Kenosha, or wait, I think that was in Kenosha, right? To people that got shot and killed yesterday, to other people that have been hurt or wrongfully imprisoned and everything else. Like, we got to realize that there are some people that are playing a game with the rest of us. You know, when a president or a celebrity or a whoever puts out information knowing, knowing that it's inciting people who are going to potentially put basically two groups of people, the group that is really listening to them and then the group that they're going to go up against, in danger, like, I'm sorry. To me, that... You should be going to prison. Hell, I went to prison for putting someone's life in danger and then taking someone's life. I went to prison for that. And I didn't have any influence over tens of thousands or millions of people, right? And I'm not saying, like, President Trump should go to prison. But should he? Should he? He's literally been taken off of Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. and Like, they've banned him from everything until he's out of office. Holy geez, that's where we're at, right? And no, I don't side with the social media platforms. I think a lot of them are monopolies. Facebook's probably one of the worst ones, and they need to be scrutinized and taxed and everything else. Uh, So don't get me wrong on that. Now, what I want you all to know is things can, and I hope sooner than later, will get better. Um, 
We are all Americans. I don't give a crap what color your skin is. I don't give a crap how old you are. I don't give a crap what gender you are. We are freaking Americans. And if you want to walk around with that flag, you better be doing it for Americans. We're not red and blue. You know what I mean? We are America. If anything, we're the red, white, and blue. That's our flag colors. That's who we are. And we should all be able to have that flag proudly outside of our house, our businesses, and everywhere else. And we should know that it's a unifying flag. Not a flag that is going to be perpetuating segregation and violence and unrest amongst the people that all live under the blanket of its protection. Now, I love each and every one of you, and I hope I have Republican and Democrat and Independent and other people that follow me and that listen to these. And I would love to get any of you that want to get on and, and let, let's talk some politics. I'm not good at it, but I'll have at it. I just think that our country has gone from being the greatest country in the world to we got a lot of work to do. I don't want to be in a third world country. If I did, I'd go live in Peru. And I love Peru. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing my, my other country. Like, I love Peru. I wouldn't mind having a house down there and live half and half. But, like, there's a reason why people want to immigrate and migrate to the United States of America. Because the key in there is United States. You should never think of your state as red or blue or or the majority is this, so that's what everyone should be. That's bullshit. We're all unique. We're all special. We all have value and add value to this great country. And I hate even saying this, but yeah, let's make America great again. And when I say great again, to where we're not fighting each other, which we've always done, but it's never been this bad. And if you support people overrunning our Capitol buildings, our government buildings, get a shirt so that we all know who you are. Anyway, this is Tito. Sorry for the rant. I love y'all. You all are my brothers and my sisters. And we can make it through this together. Be safe. Love thy neighbor. Kindness breeds kindness. I love y'all. Let's let's get through 2021 a hell of a lot better than we did 2020.